Yo! This is David, back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 152. Hope you guys enjoyed the last one. I know it was a bit of a uh, time commitment to get through the whole thing. It was a long one, um, but I hope hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're back to kind of the normal... Um, you know, the normal way of doing things with this episode. Just a good mix of stuff here. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to Belgium for this first one. This is a black metal band that's been going since 93, and that is Enthroned. I love Enthroned, and I liked the original vocalist. You know, I'm not always a fan of the really high, like, shrieky style of vocals, but uh, I was a fan of his voice with their music. Um, so I was sad whenever he left, but um, the guitar player, Norna Guest, um, moved over to vocals and is still the vocalist to this day. And uh, I'm going to play something off of the first album that they released with him doing the vocals. And I remember really looking forward to it just more out of curiosity than anything else because I knew, you know, musically it's still going to sound like Enthroned. Um, but I just kind of was curious to hear how it was going to sound with the different vocalists and all that. So I did buy this um, very shortly after it came out. Still own it to this day, and it's a great record. To me, this is the last record that still sounds like older enthroned in terms of the musical style. Uh, the albums that followed this, the tone kind of shifted... Um, into less about like speed and aggression and more about kind of dark uh, atmosphere, not really atmosphere, but just has a general darker tone to the last uh, three albums. And part of that is because of a lot of turnover of musicians. There's a lot of different people chiming in uh, with songwriting and stuff like that. So uh, it's only natural that it sounds different. But this album here, it's a little bit of a bloated album in terms of uh, the amount of songs and just how long it is. But, um, but this one still, like, musically just feels like a true, you know, enthroned album from, from the early days or something. So the album's called Tetracarsist, and that came out in 2007 through Napalm Records, and that was their seventh album uh, out of 11 they're up to now. And uh, they've been kind of quiet the last few years, and I really don't know uh, if they're working on a new one now or, or what, but I think the last one they released came out in 2019, I want to say. But, um... But yeah, I bought this album, as I said, and ended up really enjoying it. I think his vocal style, while it's a deeper uh, delivery, it suits the music just fine. He, he does a good job. So this one is kind of a standout track um, for me. There's a few really good ones on this album, but this one uh, comes later on in the album towards the end, and uh, it's just one of the better songs on the record. So here we go, off of the seventh album, Tetracarsist. This is Enthroned with Vermin.
Alright, there we go. That is Enthroned with Vermin off of Tetracarsis. Excellent song. Um, okay, we're moving on to the USA here out of Colorado. This is a death metal band that's been going since 2011 and has been getting more and more popular as the years go by, and that is Blood Incantation. Uh, I first heard them on their first album and then went back and listened to their demo, which had gotten a lot of praise, um, and they were great. And then everything they've released since then seems to be just kind of pretentious. It's still good, but I don't I don't know. It, it, feel, it just feels like music that um, people think is super deep like they feel intellectual if they're a fan of this band uh, you know what I mean like there's a certain just level of, of pretentious <laughs> fans uh, that follow this band and I, I don't know what the deal is with that but whenever they do play just death metal it's excellent but then there's just a lot of, uh, of just random shit that they put on these albums uh, that are just kind of more ambient things these little pieces that just don't do anything for me personally I know a lot of people who really like this band um, and I still enjoy them um, but they have an album that I guess is in the works or is done and is awaiting release but I haven't heard anything in regards to the actual album title or release date uh, but they've just released a couple of singles one of which is some some ambient uh, fuckery and then the other one is um, a proper tune here so I'm gonna play this the one that's metal and um, but they've got a couple of albums full lengths that is you know uh, that have already been out one in 2016 and then the last one in 2019 that was kind of 5050 uh, for me it was it was the some of those songs were, were great and then others were just uh, you know not really doing anything for me but uh, they're currently signed to Dark Descent Records. I can only assume that's who is going to be handling uh, the release of their next album. And yeah, if anybody knows the name of it or when it's coming out, please let me know because I couldn't find anything about it. But uh, but this song is pretty damn cool and they're excellent musicians. Uh, the musicianship is always top notch. Um, but yeah, if you haven't heard it, I haven't seen a whole lot of fanfare uh, for the, the singles that have come out. Um, I haven't seen too many people talking about it, so um, if you haven't heard it, if you weren't aware that they had released a couple singles, this is your, your chance to get, give it a listen. So uh, here we go, off of their, what I assume is still untitled, upcoming album. This is Blood Incantation with Obliquity of the Ecliptic, which I believe is like a term used in like astronomy to describe like the degree to which earth has tilted on its axis depending on you know where it is in its orbit around the sun you know yeah
All right, that's about enough of that. That was Blood Incantation from Colorado with Obliquity of the Ecliptic. Um, all right, we're staying in the USA here, but we're going to Buffalo, New York. At least that's where they originated. It's Cannibal Corpse, and they've been going since 88, and love Cannibal Corpse. They're always consistent, always solid, and um, they still sound fantastic. Um, both the quality of the songwriting and just their individual performances are still top-notch. George still sounds fantastic on vocals. Um, they just have yet to really fully let me down. There have been some albums that are better than others, but uh, but they're always solid, and they're still excellent live. I had gone a few years without seeing them and then uh, caught them live uh, last year. Where the hell was I? House of Blues, maybe? But, um, but they're still excellent. Uh, but they just released a new one, and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that, um, that the previous album came out, album number 15, and then here we are, uh, pretty much right at the two-year mark, you know, um, that they released a new one called Chaos Horrific, and that came out on September 22nd, and uh, that's album number 16 through Metal Blade, and it's great. Um, I know that Eric Rutan and uh, Rob Barrett had both gotten some sort of new custom guitars um, that were made to a certain scale that they retain their tuning and their tone like much better than any guitars they've used previously. So they were really touting, you know, how good the tone's going to be. And, and, uh, and it is. The guitar tone is fantastic. Um, the drumming, you know, it's it's... There's got to be, somebody's got to be the weakest link here, and it's always Paul. His drumming, you know, and, and he, he would admit it as well, is kind of uh, all over the place, and it always has been, but it's just his style. And um, the drumming on this album, one thing that sticks out to me is there's a lot less uh, blast beats. Like, he basically invented the, the bomb blast beat, and he does that very little on this album. There's just a lot of uh, faster, you know, skank beats and and a lot of double bass and stuff like that but uh, it's still a really solid performance but uh, this one you know the it has the typical song titles and everything that you'd expect from cannibal corpse but um but this song that i'm about to play really jumped out at me because the singles have been really good and very memorable songs but this one um was kind of a pleasant surprise i really ended up liking this song i want to say this was written by alex and um and it's a good one. I've already listened to this album a handful of times uh, since it's come out, so it's only been, what, a week, two weeks? And uh, and I'm really, really digging it. So here we go, off of the new album, Chaos Horrific. This is Cannibal Corpse with Pitchfork Impalement. <laughs> Oh, 
There we go. That's Cannibal Corpse with Pitchfork Impalement. Uh, really cool song. One of those riffs, you know, that that sounds like a almost like an exercise you would do when you're warming up. But uh, I think it still sounds cool that he was able to kind of implement that into a proper riff. Um, okay, we're going to Hungary here, and I don't uh, I don't do that too often. <laughs> but this is a two piece that's been going since 2020, and it is. Uh, Really, I don't know a ton about them, other than it's just some pretty solid, kind of atmospheric, melodic uh, black metal. And I came across them, oh, I want to say it was on Black Metal Promotion uh, through their Facebook page, um, just sharing a link, I guess. And I decided to give it a, a listen and thought it was pretty good. Uh, they had shared something off of their the newest album, which I can't recall what it's called, but I ended up going back and listening to the debut as well and liked the debut a little bit better. And uh, so I'm going to play something off of that. So the debut is called Memento Mori, and that came out in April of 2021 uh, through Philosophem Records. And uh, they've got just the two albums. So this one was in 2021, and then this newest one just came out this year. Um, but it's good, and I'm actually feeling pretty good here because the song that I chose it's legitimately like one of the better songs on the uh, the record but it's also one of the easiest to pronounce because all of their song titles are in Hungarian and I have no idea how to pronounce things in Hungarian <laughs> so I uh, had to kind of look this one up and thankfully it's a pretty easy pronunciation but um, but yeah, you know, funny enough, this would have fit on the uh, the autumn episode, the previous episode, you know, because that's actually what this uh, this song title translates to. Funny enough, so 
But here we go. This is not, um, you know, reinventing anything with the genre, but they just do a, a solid job. And I kind of like the uh, the production, the more stripped down production we have here. But here we go. Off of the debut album, Memento Mori. This is Frozen Wreath. Just realized I didn't actually tell you the name of the freaking band. Frozen Wreath with Os, which translates literally to Autumn.
All right. That is Frozen Wreath from Hungary with Os. And that's a really good record. Like, the new one's good, too. But there's something about the production of the debut um, that I just enjoyed a little bit better. But uh, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, All right, we're going back to the USA here. There's several uh, American bands on this episode. Uh, But this one's out of New Jersey. And I don't know why I thought they were foreign um, for a while before realizing they were from New Jersey. But the band is Blood Feast. And they existed originally from 86 until 91. And then they regrouped in 2007, and they're still active now. Um, But they are just kind of some aggressive, just nasty thrash, basically. It's kind of not quite death metal, uh, but it's some just some harsh, you know, thrash. But um, I first became aware of them, you know, back back when I was in high school, when I was just really exploring everything I could about the thrash genre. That was just my jam. But uh, I still hadn't really heard of them back then. Uh, the the time I first heard of Blood Feast was watching the Cannibal Corpse uh, Centuries of Torment um, documentary about like just their the history of the band basically, and they talked about one of their early tours, probably around the Butchered at Birth um, time frame. Actually, I think they were still doing some more just driving around the Northeast uh, United States at that time. But they did like a European tour, I want to say in like 93 so probably Tomb of the Mutilated kind of era and they mentioned doing a a European tour with Blood Feast and that's probably why I thought Blood Feast must have been a European band Um, but yeah just that's where I first heard the name and then decided to check them out from there and honestly the first couple of records are are excellent uh, and I'm surprised I hadn't heard them sooner Um, but uh, those albums came out in 87 and 89 and then of course they disbanded in 91 And since they reformed in 07, they've released an album in 2017, although I haven't actually taken the time to check that one out. Um, But the debut, I'd say, is my favorite uh, between those first two albums. And the debut is called Kill for Pleasure, and that came out in 87 through New Renaissance Records. And I'm actually going to play the title track off of that one because it's just kind of one of their more memorable tunes. And it's just some real solid, just savage thrash and I dig the hell out of it so here we go off of their debut album of the same name this is Blood Feast with Kill for Pleasure
There we go. That was Blood Feast from New Jersey with Kill for Pleasure, and I'm going to keep things in that same just nasty, savage kind of uh, vibe here. We're staying in the USA, and we're going to Oakland, California. And this is uh, a very old-school death metal band that has influenced uh, countless other bands, and that is Autopsy. And they existed initially from 87 until 95. They disbanded after the album Shit Fun. And then uh, regrouping in 2009, and they've been going strong ever since. Um, yeah, they, they've... They really carved a solid legacy just out of the first, like, four albums uh, that during that first era. And now they've done, like, six, five or six more um, ever since, like, since they regrouped. And it's just crazy to, to think. Uh, in my mind, they're one of those bands that, like Emperor, that just has this big legacy with just a few albums. But they're up to ten albums now, which is nuts. Um, or they're about to be up to 10 albums, that is, because they're releasing a new album called Ashes, Organs, Blood, and Crypts, and that's coming out on October 27th through Peaceville Records, and, uh, they've released the first single off of it, they released cover art, and, um, they're kind of pumping up the whole, uh, promotional campaign for this new record, but, um, the last one just came out a year ago, so they really kind of hit the ground running here, they got a new bass player, for the last album, and he's still there for this one. I forget his name. Greg Wilkinson? Something like that? Something like that. But anyways, this is the second album with him uh, there, and um, I'm looking forward to it. They're much like Cannibal Corpse. They're one of those bands that is just always uh, consistent. That's the, that's the number one word I can think to use for autopsy, is that you know exactly what you're going to get. They are always consistent, so... Here we go, off of the upcoming album, Ashes, Organs, Blood, and Crypts. This is Autopsy with Throat Saw. Great title. Thank you. 
There we go. That is Autopsy from California with Throat Saw. Short and sweet and to the point and um, sounds like Autopsy, that's for sure. Uh, I actually have their DVD. They did like a live DVD. I want to say it was like part live DVD and part uh, like documentary of their history and stuff. But um, I remember for one of the live performances on there, they had uh, had Danny Lilker. Um, you know, formerly of Anthrax and uh, and Nuclear Assault, you know, and Brutal Truth and stuff like that. Uh, but he was filling in on bass uh, just for live, and uh, I think he's a killer bass player and just an all-around good dude. But um, but yeah, that's that's a pretty cool performance to see with him on bass as well. Um, all right, we're going to Canada here to Winnipeg. This is a one-man band that's been going since 2020. And this is one of those projects that's just kind of freaking ridiculous because, you know, the person releases like four albums a year. And because there's no, you know, live, there's no touring, there's no, you know, this is just a one-man recording project, basically. So finish one album and throw it on Bandcamp and then just immediately start writing and recording the next one. So just keeps releasing EPs and albums left and right. So the band is called Primordial Serpent. And, as I said, formed in 2020, already has nine albums out. Um, and that doesn't even include, like, all these EPs and stuff, too. So there's just constant, you know, material coming from this project. Uh, I'm going to play something off of... I don't even think it's a full record. It might even be an EP called The Funeral Winter. Um, that came out in March of this year. And since then, he's released, like, three other things. Like, it's freaking crazy, I'm telling you. But uh, unsigned, so everything's released independently and just digitally. And uh, don't even know how the hell I came across this, but um, it's just some straightforward, raw-as-hell black metal. And there's just no frills to it. And guy does it well. I will give him that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just one of those opportunities that I decided to, to seize to play a, uh, a band that uh, maybe not a lot of people have heard of. Or heard their music before and uh, so I'm just gonna put it out there and if anybody digs it then there's plenty of material out there for you to listen to and and purchase from Bandcamp and support this project and all that so here we go off of the what I think is an EP the funeral winter this is primordial serpent with beast of the freezing fog
Oh, there we go. That is Primordial Serpent from Winnipeg, Canada with Beast of the Freezing Fog. And now I get to try to pronounce shit in Polish, so that'll be fun. Uh, we're going to Poland here, five-piece band. Been going since 2020. Uh, came across it on Spotify as just a whoever I was listening to at the time. Uh, they were listed as the, you know, similar artists. Uh, other bands you might like, you know, that type of section. And hadn't heard them before and decided to give it a listen. And it's good. Like, it's for sure, you know, black metal. But um, feels a little more, like, modern, I guess. Like, with the vocal delivery. And um, it just kind of feels a little bit of a, of a fresh take, I guess. But um, striking cover art. Really liked the cover art as well. So that's all it takes, really. It's like, if I see, like, oh, this is a similar band to this other one that I like, and I dig the cover, then that's that's a foot in the door right there. I'm going to give it a listen. Um, yeah, Polish. <laughs> My last name is Polish. I got a lot of family history that is Polish, but there's too many consonants in these words, and it's really hard to pronounce, but I'm going to try my damnedest. So, they only have one album out, uh, and that is this debut that just came out uh, on June 7th called Trecia. Damn right it is. And that was released <laughs> through Old Temple Records, uh, which I have not heard of that label. But, um, like I said, it's good. I really haven't looked too heavily into like what formats um, you know this album is, is available. If it's on CD or vinyl or anything like that, uh, I've only heard it on Spotify. Um, but yeah, if you dig it, then I suggest, you know, either checking out uh, if the band has a Bandcamp page or check out the label's website or something like that to see if you can get a physical copy somewhere. But, um, but yeah, it's a good record and I really don't have a, a full-blown, like, favorite from the album, so I just kind of picked, uh, one at random because they are all very solid tunes, you know. Um, but I'm not going to lie and just be like, this one definitely jumped out at me, and, you know, it, it's not the case with this one. It's all just kind of, uh, kind of feels like one long song, but not in a bad way. Like, it's just kind of a, an album that I enjoyed, like, from start to finish. So, off of their debut album, this is Plain, which is P-L-E-N, with a little accent over the N, with Zemia <clears throat> Obiatsana.
There we go. That was Plain from Poland with Ziemia Obiecana. Did my best with that. Um, yeah, that record is great. Um, I highly suggest looking that up on Spotify or Pandora or whatever you happen to stream music on. YouTube, whatever. Uh, it's worth your time. Uh, okay, we're going back to the USA here. I forgot to write down what state, but I want to say that they're from... One of the Dakotas, South Dakota, something like that. Uh, it's a three-piece that's been going since 07 called Woman is the Earth. And I have not thought of them in a long time. And then randomly earlier this week, I was just like, you know, I should listen to them again. I haven't listened to them in forever. And it was really nice <laughs> to go back and, and listen to stuff from their catalog because I just forgot how damn good they are. And I was fortunate enough to see them live uh, in Minnesota um, when Austin from Panopticon had put on a, uh, a festival um, kind of sponsored by his brewery Hammerheart Brewing and um, he had some great bands there he had Woden's Throne and like Falls of Raros um, and Woman is the Earth and the Chachwin and just lots of good good bands on that bill and for a three piece I mean it was an outstanding very full sounding live show as well but I first became a fan probably, it was I guess that was around 2014, and just kind of kept up with them ever since, um, until recently, because like I said, I hadn't really thought of them at, at all in the last couple of years, but they did release an album, uh, their fourth album in 2021, that was the last uh, that I had, had listened to them. Album's called Dust of Forever. And uh, that was released through Init Records, which is I-N-I-T, Init Records. And excellent. Uh, the production is a little bit better than some of the earlier releases, but the songs, like the quality of the songs, is just outstanding. Um, they're just really well put together, and um, they use some really kind of unique little sections here and there in their songs to kind of change things up and keep it from getting monotonous. And... I'm just, I'm a really big fan. They're really good, and not enough people really know about them or talk about them, so uh, I just wanted to, you know, dive back into their catalog and uh, and share some of it with you guys. I know I've played them before, but it was many, many episodes ago, uh, so I figured it was time for a revisit here. So, off of their fourth album from 2021 called Dust of Forever, this is Woman is the Earth with Crystal Tomb.
there we have it that is woman woman is the earth i almost said woman of the earth woman is the earth with crystal tomb outstanding that record is so good um okay we're going to spain here this is a five piece kind of thrashy band uh it's been going since 2011 called barbarian swords and I must admit that I have never heard of them at all, and it wasn't until seeing a, another recent, um, I think it was Black Metal Promotion again, honestly, on Facebook, um, sharing um, a single off of their new album um, that prompted me to give it a listen and thought it was pretty damn cool and just kind of a nice kind of high energy change of pace here. So the band is called Barbarian Swords, and the new album is called Anti-Dogma Megaforce, and that is coming out on uh, October 6th, so by the time this uh, episode is out, the album will be out as well. So that's album number four. They released uh, some records in 2014, 2016, 2019, and now this one this year, and that's getting released through Eternal Juggernaut Records. And even though the album itself is not uh, fully released yet, they do have several um, singles off of it already uploaded onto YouTube. So if you want to kind of get a head start listening to this thing, uh, you can you can hop on there and, and find uh, several of the songs from this album. So here we go. This one ought to be fun. Off of Anti-Dogma Megaforce, this is Barbarian Swords with A Mountain of Corpses. <laughs> Yeah. 
There we go. That is Barbarian Swords from Spain with a mountain of corpses. So yeah, by the time this episode's out, this album will be released if you want to hear the full thing. Uh, Alright, we're going to Finland here. This is a one-man band that's been going since 09, and it is some really excellent atmospheric death metal that is super dark and kind of creepy. I just played them like two episodes ago, and I don't care. I'm playing them again because they have since released a new album. So that is Desecracy. And, you know, I raved about it because it was new to me at the time, just like a month ago, and now they've released this new record, and I'm loving it. It's it's really good, and it's kind of like a less weird version of like Phobocosm or something like that, because it kind of has that same, just kind of big, um, filled with space like it has a real roomy feel to the production and just the atmosphere of the songs and everything like that but it's just a little less weird it's a little more straightforward and easier to get into but just the mood overall uh not just this album but just the of the band in general um on all of these albums like what this person's able to kind of conjure as far as the overall mood of of these albums is uh, is pretty damn cool so yeah, I am all in. Like this is a, still a very new band to me, but um, I just heard this new record and I was like, hey, yeah, you know, I just played them, but I'm gonna play them again. So um, new album's called Deserted Realms, and that came out uh, on September 26th through Extreme Music, and this is uh, album number eight. And uh, again, they've been going since uh, since 2009, so they've been around for a while, and uh, it's a shame that it's taken me so long to uh, to hear them. <laughs> so. Really enjoying this. So here we go off of the new album, Deserted Realms. This is Desecracy with Spirits at the Cursed Ruins. <laughs>
we go. That was fantastic. That was Desecracy from Finland with Spirits at the Cursed Ruins. Um, really highly recommend that band and this new album especially. Uh, all right, jumping to Australia here. I neglected to look up exactly where in Australia. But uh, this is, this band's been going since 03, and I feel like I've played them once before. But it's it's this band that I kind of listen to for a bit, and then I fade away from it. And then like six months later, I might just be like, hey, you know what, I'm going to listen to one of their albums again. And that's Denouncement Pyre. And it's usually fast and intense, and... Um, just really well done like the the drumming is really fun to listen to because it's always excellent but uh, I'm gonna play something off of their fourth album um, called Forever Burning and that came out in June of 2022 through Agonia Records and uh, I mean they they had a pretty good gap there between albums three and four like they had released um, the first three were in like 2010 2013 and then 2015 or 16 um, but then they didn't release anything until 2022 here for album number four. But um, worth the wait, I'd say. It's a damn good record. Um, my one complaint might be that the overall intensity of all the songs is so high that uh, after a while you kind of have a hard time differentiating you know, between songs. Uh, but they do just enough little you know, changes in the dynamics of these tunes. Um, to kind of keep it uh, keep you from getting bored with it you know what I mean because there are some albums that are so intense that it just turns into white noise like anytime I've had to drive back home in the middle of the night from like an out-of-town show that's three hours away or something like that I have to listen to stuff that I can sing along with slower stuff that I, I can kind of get into a little bit more because if I just put on something that's way intense it just turns into white noise in a hurry there and then it's um you know the eyelids get heavy but um but yeah this album does just enough to kind of keep it from getting to that point so here we go off of the fourth album from 2022 forever burning this is denouncement pyre with the opposer of light
there we have it that is denouncement pyre from australia with the opposer of light by the way that little anecdote about um you know listening to to really intense albums and having it just kind of turn into white noise uh that goes for live shows too like i can't and maybe that's just me turning into an old man but um there's been times when i've been at like live shows and it's loud as hell and you would think that that would just command your full attention just from the sheer volume of it all but uh sometimes if you're watching a band that is just way intense double bass and blast beats just non-stop all the time uh after a while i'm i'm staring into space like <laughs> i'm standing in the back of the venue listening to the show and just kind of staring off into the distance because i've just lost all focus uh, so yeah, that is not just limited to uh, to listening to records in the car and stuff like that. Uh, Alright, we're going to the USA here out of New York. This is a four-piece that's been going since 07. And it is a, uh, a personal favorite of uh, Mr. Cody Daniels, my bandmate and buddy. Uh, the band is Woe, and that's Joey Lawrence's favorite band as well. <laughs> um, but they're an excellent band. Uh, they've got f five albums now, I think, th if you include this new one. I think they're up to five now. Um, I did not hear the early stuff at all. I want to say the first uh, record I heard of theirs was the third album from back in 2013 or 14, something like that. Um, but it's excellent stuff. I mean, it's it's definitely it definitely differs from other American black metal, I would say, because it's not really pure black metal. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of bands that kind of do kind of a copycat version of that, like Pacific Northwest, you know, Wolves in the Throne Room kind of style, and this is not that, you know, this, this is different, but, um, it's just really well, really well done, uh, the musicianship is great, vocals might be my only critique, um, they're not bad, it certainly makes them stand out from the crowd a little bit, which is what you want, but uh, just personal preference, like the tone of his voice is, isn't my favorite. But um, but I'm going to play something off of this new album because it's really good. Um, you know, I do those posts every week on Facebook, just uh, listing out all the new records that have come out uh, that particular week, just so people can don't miss out and they can check them out if they want to. So that was uh, on the list, and um, and I was excited to check it out, and it's it's a damn good record. So the record's called Legacies of Frailty. And that came out on September 29th through Vendetta Records. And as I mentioned, this is album number five. And it's good. Good production. Great songs. Um, cover art is awesome as well. I haven't given it uh, too much time to really, really focus on like what song is my favorite. So I did pick one um, almost at random, basically. I mean, it's a good record, but I just haven't uh, digested it enough to really uh, decipher like a distinct favorite uh, with this one yet. So, here we go. Off of the new album Legacies of Frailty, this is Woe with Distant Epitaphs.
There we go. That is Woe from New York with Distant Epitaphs. Um, it's it's a really strong record. It really is. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, I know it's kind of brand spanking new, but uh, it's, it's well worth uh, giving it a listen. And guess what? It is that time that I have to announce the final song of the episode. But of course, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for telling other people about the podcast. You know, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And uh, the catalog of episodes is also available on Spotify, so you can find it and follow it there. And any sort of feedback or requests or uh, critiques or anything that you want to share with me, you can email me at uh, bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of news or posts uh, that I make or poll questions that I have for you guys, the listeners, uh, anything that I just want to get out and share with you guys, I'm going to be posting it there. Uh, so find and like the page so you don't miss any of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I normally, by the time I post one episode, I've already gotten a head start on the next one of what I want to play. And I really haven't uh, for the next one, but uh, I, I believe that it should be perfectly on time. I have the ultimate faith that I will come up with uh, a good mix of stuff for the next episode as well. Um, not rushing into any themes anytime soon. I might wait another, you know, uh, four or five episodes before I go back into that uh, that territory. Um, but yes, this one is kind of a late addition uh, to the episode, and it's a six-piece um, black metal band from the UK um, that's been going since 95, and uh, there's a reason why I'm playing this. I had to look up how the first word is pronounced, because I've always pronounced it a certain way in my head, but I don't think I've ever had to say it out loud before, so I just wanted to make sure. But they pronounce it Hecate, is how I saw the actual Greek pronunciation of that is. Um, but they pronounce it a little differently in, like, Shakespearean, you know, uh, texts and things like that. And it's just like Hecate or Hecate. But they said Hecate is the proper pronunciation, so that's what I'm rolling with. So it's Hecate enthroned. And I had heard, you know, rumors that um, this particular individual, John Kennedy, um, is the one that kind of taught Danny Filth how to do the really high shrieking vocals. Um, and as far as I know, there is some truth to that, but maybe it's been exaggerated a bit over the years. But uh, John Kennedy recently passed away in an auto accident uh, in Wales, which is where he's from. And uh, so that was sad to hear, but um, he played in Cradle of Filth shortly after the first album came out. Um, he filled in on bass for the touring cycle for that, and then he actually played bass on the original recording of uh, Dusk and Her Embrace, which is the one that they ultimately scrapped because they didn't like the sound of it, and it wasn't until they re-recorded it uh, later on with different members and stuff that they finally released that in 96 but they in recent years finally released the original version they call it the original sin so it's dusk and her embrace the original sin uh, so you can hear that and with his bass playing on it and then uh, once he left cradle of filth he formed this band hecate enthroned and he was doing the vocals on those early releases like the demo and the first ep 
I can't recall if he was on any full lengths because um, he, he didn't end up staying in the band for that long. Uh, but they're still going today. I mean, they've released albums as recently as, uh, as 2019. Um, but yeah, they had three albums in the 90s kind of in very quick succession. And then there was a bit of a gap there. And then they released one in 04 and then 2013 and then 2019. So they got six records up to this point. But I'm going to play something uh, that features John Kennedy's vocals. Um, and that is called uh, Upon Promethean Shores. That was an EP that came out in 96 through Black End Records. And, um, yeah, really, Justin, you know, my, my bandmate Justin, um, posted something um, on Instagram uh, upon finding out that he had passed away. And the song that he had uh, put as kind of the background music for that particular post, um, I really liked a lot. And I had heard this band before plenty of times, but uh, never really focused hard, you know what I mean, uh, on what I was listening to. So I decided to go to this EP and listen to the whole thing. And the song that Justin chose is actually, uh, coincidentally, the one that I enjoyed the most uh, after listening to the full EP. So I'm going to play that one now to close things out. So RIP to John Kennedy, and I'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with episode 153. So, here we go, off of the uh, EP Upon Promethean Shores, this is Hecate Enthroned with an Ode for a Haunted Wood. Cheers. <laughs> 